In planning for retirement, sometimes folks get too caught up in the financial details, the numbers, all the things that we've been told our whole lives that we need to have a good handle on. And of course, these things are critical, but there are some non-financial things that you need to consider as well. And in my experience, these things can be just as important. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into My Retirement Clarity. Glad to have you on the podcast today. We're talking uh, non-financial retirement stuff, but stuff that is just as important when you're going through your retirement planning and stuff that Lee works with his clients over at Dale Perkins Wealth Management all the time. Lee, I know we, we focus a lot on finance, but this stuff we're going to talk about today is just as important. Yeah, this is really going to be a fun conversation because many times when I'm meeting with people, our conversations, you know, we may start out with with money talk and, and something that's definitely finance related, but lots of times those conversations veer off into something that I think is a whole lot more important. And, and that's that's retirement. What's the day? What do the days look like? What are you going to do? How are you going to how are you going to spend that money that you save? That's that's where it gets fun for me. So should be a lot of fun today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. If you want to spend some time with Lee, if you want to set up a meeting, start to get your retirement plan on track, discuss some of these things. If you haven't thought about them before and want to get some feedback from Lee, the best way to do that is to visit talkwithlee.com. That is the website to book a, a meeting with Lee as well. And you can also visit us online at myretirementclarity.com. That is the website with all the resources Lee offers, plus all of our podcasts are put up there as well. So really some great tools for you to use beyond the podcast. But we appreciate you being here with us today. And let's jump into this conversation, Lee, because you know when we talk about retirement, we're, we're always focused on how can I save? What's the best way to invest? How can I have enough money to get me there? But you need to figure out what that dream is going to look like for you so that you can build out a plan around that. And it all kind of starts, there's a number of different items on our checklist we're going to run through. Let's start off with a very simple one, Lee. When you're retired, who are you going to hang out with? Who do you see yourself spending a lot of time with? Who will be in your social circle, so to speak? Yeah, this is one of the things that people tell me that they miss most when they retire, and that, that's the social aspect of working. And they miss people. They miss the interaction. Not necessarily do they miss all the people, but they do miss some of them. But more is just having people to talk to sometimes other than other than their spouse. And so for some people, the transition can be easier. You know, if, if you're retiring and staying in the same town, uh, you've got a circle of friends that, that you meet with. You may find some new activities that you can do to sort of uh, further those relationships uh, in retirement. But if you're not staying here and you don't really have a huge circle of friends, you've got you get, really got to make an effort to, to go out and, and meet people. I would say find something that you're interested in and and look for opportunities to gather with with these pick these folks. Like I've said in the past, you may or may not have heard this, Ben. I'm a, I'm a big fan of 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 pickleball, and uh, people yes. probably are tired of me talking about no, this. But <laughs> you know that this is an example of something that you can do to meet a lot of a lot of people. I now know 75 or 100 people here in Macon right now this year that I didn't know this time last year. Started playing about last October. I, I didn't know these people, and now I've I've got a hundred new friends. 
like we mentioned in our last episode, we we travel to St. Simon's fairly, you know, maybe a couple times, four or five times a year. I now know 25 or 30 folks there just from playing pickleball. So whatever your activity is, whether it's, you know, walking with a group or going and, and having dinner with folks or, or getting in a card game or something, there's all kind of things that you can do to meet people, but make sure you're giving yourself those, those social outlets uh, because, you know, I, I have met met with people before and they don't do anything, you know, husband and wife, they don't do anything with anybody else. And boy, you can really get on your nerves, uh, your spouse's nerves quickly if um, you have not been confined with each other from eight to five every day while you were working. That could be a really rough transition for a lot of people. Yeah, no question. And you yeah, mentioned- wife, Yeah, Pam has told me, I, she said, Lee, I don't want you at home eight hours a day. Um, so that part of it, we will have to work out whenever that time comes for us. Yeah, no doubt. And you, and you mentioned the uh, the eating out and going out to dinner with folks. That's another thing you need to be thinking about uh, because, as we know, like food is is a big budget item for a lot of people. So, will you be eating in more? Do you plan on cooking? Maybe that's a passion of yours is to become a good chef and you want to cook at home a lot. Or do you want to say, "Hey, I don't want to deal with dishes. I don't want to do any of the cleaning. I'm going out to eat all the time." Yeah, this is a fun conversation to have. And you know, if you know me, you know I love to eat, um, <laughs> and that's. I love to I love to eat out. I love going going and, and doing that. My kids like to eat out. Pam would rather just stay at home. Now she'd rather not cook, uh, honestly, but she'd rather me pick something up and bring it home. I would rather eat it there because honestly, I, I think the food tastes better when you're at the restaurant. That of course, those opportunities have been limited throughout the whole COVID uh, crisis. But you know, most places now you can you can go you can go eat. I certainly joke now about putting, you know, the house that we're building, uh, about not putting a kitchen in the house, but instead putting a, a drive-through window there that that Grubhub or, or DoorDash <laughs> could use just to to drop off food. But you know, sitting down for a meal with somebody is a great way to build relationships, and you know, you certainly don't want to eat out every meal. A lot of folks that I'm that I meet with that are in retirement. They sort of get into a routine of eating out on certain days and cooking certain days. You know, Thursday night, this is a night where we want to go out to eat. You know, it's not a weekend night, so we're not battling the crowd. So this is our night to go to, to Bonefish or this is our night to go to, to wherever. Uh, you just really have to figure out what works best for you and your spouse. Um, I do know if, if you're single, cooking for one person can be a challenge. And I've had conversations there to where they've told me that they have figured out where where they can go and pick up food and eat out most of their meals and really kind of be, you know, sort of stay in budget and be right in line with what they would spend going to a grocery store. So, yeah, I mean, eating is a big part of life. If you don't eat, you die. So you want to make mm -hmm. sure you make the most of of that and 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 look for opportunities that that work for you and your spouse. You know, you joke about having a, a drive-through window at the house, but I would imagine as we move forward, like in life, that, that like more and more people will kind of arrange some sort of like delivery uh, spot for people to drop off food because it has become a big part of our life just to have hit that app, Lee, and have it delivered to us. A hundred percent. I mean, we talk about this with with friends of ours. When I think about when I when I was a kid, I can't remember hardly ever going out to eat. I mean. The only a few restaurants now. The whole industry has changed big time now, uh, but they're just. I, I bet my kids eat out more time in two months, and this is not an exaggeration. They eat out. They eat out more times in two months 
And I ate out the my entire childhood. I, I would put money on that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy for sure. It's a different, yeah, it's a different world than than it was a few decades ago. Um, Absolutely. All right, we kind of touched on this a little bit with the, that first question with your social circle, but going in a little bit deeper into how you're going to spend your time during your days, right? What activities will your days consist of? I would imagine, like. Pickleball is going to be a cheaper endeavor than maybe playing golf every day, right? Yeah, probably so. I think really the the freedom from a schedule is one of the things that people love about retirement and having having the time to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. That's one of the things that that people really love about retirement. And your your day is whatever you want it to be, and you can structure it to play golf or go bowling or sit at home or go, or go you know hang out by the pool, whatever you want to do. I think I shared recently um, on one of the recent podcasts about a, a client couple of mine who just moved to a one of these over 55 active community retirement places down in Florida. And they were telling me you can literally choose from dozens of different activities that you want to do every single day. And after hearing them talk about it, it, it really sounds a lot like being in college and living on campus with everything to do. The only difference is you don't have to go to class. You know, I mean, they got access to to tennis and golf and swimming and cards and dance lessons, anything you could possibly imagine this place offered. Um, Now, I understand not everybody has these options, but I do think it's important to at least have some things lined up, have some things in mind that you could do. Uh, Don't sit at home and do do nothing. This certainly isn't healthy at all. Um, And people that do that sometimes question their decision to retire because they don't have that social outlet, that social interaction with people. And they're like, man, I wish I would have stayed at at work. At least there I Mm -hmm. had something to do. So yeah, don't don't do that. Figure out something to do and fill the time with whatever you want to do. And it might just be spending more time with family and and grandkids and those kind of things. Because especially, you know, as I've started to have friends now who have grandkids, they tell me how awesome it is. But we all know that when you've got grandkids, for many people, grandkids are there's a phase where grandkids think their grandparents are awesome, and then when they're teenagers, <laughs> get a little bit older, they don't have as much time for for grandparents. So cherish that time while they are in that age to enjoy it. Hey, folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart. And you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 474747. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 474747, and we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Going beyond that a little bit further, let's talk about exercise. Uh, you know, whatever activities you're going to be taking part in will probably play into your, your exercise, but you need to really be thinking specifically about your health. How are you going to take care of yourself? What will you be doing to maintain your physical health uh, as much as your financial health. 
Yeah, this is very important, and I've I've seen this both go go both ways. Um, occasionally, I'll see somebody who literally doesn't want to do anything in retirement except sit around the house. Like I've mentioned before, this this is not very healthy, and I think these people are missing out on a lot of things. But really, I would say nowadays this really is not the norm. More and more, I'm seeing people actually get in better shape when they retire, mainly because they don't have the restrictions, the time restrictions of a job, and and it's. It's hard to do physical activities to get exercise when you're going to work every day. And then, you know, you get home. Uh, it's tough to find time to go to the gym or go go walk or do anything else like that. I mean, you come home from work and you're drained. You just want to sit down and relax for a little while. Uh, then you've got to figure out what to do for supper. Are you going to cook? Or are you going to go out to eat? And before long, it's time to go to bed and do it all over again. So I would encourage you to do something. And for a lot of people... And I've seen this with tons of my clients. It's just regularly scheduled walks. I've had a couple of clients who've lost between 50 and 75 pounds in the first year of retirement. And really all they did was just incorporate walking into their, their daily routine. Wow. And, and naturally this calls them to start, you know, watching what they eat and they ate a little bit better too. So mm-hmm. yeah, just putting that that exercise routine. You don't have to join a gym or, or go run a marathon or, or triathlon or anything like that. Just just walking, just doing something. Make sure your your heart's getting some good exercise. Yeah, so, so important. You, you got to maintain your, your physical health in order to really fully enjoy your retirement. And I think we understand that as we get older, Lee, right? We, we yeah. know that that's yep. just as important as anything we do financially. You got it. All right. Last one on our list, non-financial retirement stuff we want to talk about today is, is travel. This is always the you know, the stereotypical answer for retirement is, hey, I want to travel. Now, whether that's traveling abroad or traveling you know, down to, to Athens for more games or whatever it is, Lee, travel, you got to figure that out because, hey, it's a, it's going to be a major expense. Yeah, it really can. And this is the fun part to me. I love to travel and I like to hear about some of the really cool places that, that my clients travel. I've got a few who really go to some really neat places. I think we've you know, talked about some of those in past episodes. Go back and search the show for, for you listeners out there. Larry and Susan Johnson, when I did that interview, that they, those folks really travel. And I think they're, they're traveling in a really cool place right now. But, you know, that there's other people, you don't have to do exotic travel or expensive travel. There are people that have figured out how to do it on a budget. And I'm not talking about being cheap where you go to, you know, very kind of shady hotels, but I'm talking about just being a little more cautious about what you spend and how you lay out your travel. That There's really some neat places here in the United States that you can go to without breaking the bank. You also don't have to take big, big trips. You can go on a lot of smaller trips and do a, a whole a ton of smaller trips than if you just, you know, spent, went to Europe for three weeks and spent a whole bunch of money there. You could do a lot of traveling here in the United States. And so, you know, again, if you like to travel, budget for it. Don't put it off. You're, you're not getting any younger. And I would I would encourage you to go and do the things that may require you to be in a little bit better shape. Do that now. So if you're going somewhere that's got walking tours or anything like that, do those things uh, now. Don't wait till you're older and your knees don't work anymore. Or, you know, you don't like stairs because it really limits you as, as you get older. So make sure you do those those things sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, all these things so important. So we wanted to kind of expand our conversation beyond finance and, and what you need to do investing and, and saving wise for retirement and, and really think about how you want to spend that time. How do you want to enjoy your retirement? Just as important when you're building out this plan. And this is something Lee works with his clients on. So if you want to start that process, if you want to uh, spend some time with Lee, very simple. Talkwithlee.com is the website. The phone number as well is 478 478- Two five four thirty five fifty, and everything we do we put online at myretirementclarity.com. Before we get out of here, Lee, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on on, on the news item um, that we've kind of been seeing, and this is just this work from home movement. There's a lot of companies that just are finding right now that they are having a hard time bringing people back to the office. Like they've kind of opened that can of worms, and now it's tough to get it back in there. What have you seen from your clients um, in terms of how they're going to be working moving forward? Yeah, I've still got a lot of clients who are working from home and and they they enjoy it. And for, I don't know, maybe 40% of them, it's probably not going to change. I think they've enjoyed it. Uh, some of them have. Some of them still want to go back into the office. But uh, a lot of places have figured out that employees can be, you know, they can be just as productive working from home and, you know, a happy employee can yep. be a more productive employee. A couple of big, you know, I think Geico here at Macon is one that is, has figured out that, you know, we don't have to bring everybody in and stand over them and make sure they do things. Right. Uh, and I think this is going to be used as probably an employment, uh, a way to entice employees from, from other places. If somebody's going, you know, has to go into work every day, you know, they might be tempted to take a job somewhere at a company that has figured out how to let them work from home. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've tried it. I, I'm, I'm not as productive being at home as I am here in the office. I do, you know, I, I can do it some, but to me, there's too many distractions at, at my house. You know, the dog is barking. Yeah. There's a there's a remote control I can turn the TV <laughs> on, or you know I can go out and piddle in the shop or something like that. Yeah, um, l- l- fewer distractions here in the office. But hey, a lot of people have figured that out and have told me that they are they are more productive working from home. So you know, just kind of different different strokes for different folks. Yep, and a full refrigerator just right around the corner from you too that you can always that's it pop in and grab a snack or two. <laughs> yeah, some things to think about. Um, all right, let's just close it out. I want to end here with a little quote I thought was good. It kind of ties into our uh, our conversation on on, on reti- non-financial retirement stuff, but why it's important for the financial side. And uh, this was from Keith Davis. He said, we didn't actually overspend our budget. The allocation simply fell short of our expenditure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. I don't know if Keith Davis is a, is a politician, but that sounds exactly <laughs> like a statement that a politician would make. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of poking fun at a budget and overspending and kind of justifying it in a fun way. So yeah, it's yeah, kind of timely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it is absolutely timely with, with all of the, the spending that's going on and the, the stimulus. Oh, it's, it's a crazy time. I sure wish our politicians could, could live on a budget, but I don't know if they ever will because yeah. it's not their money. It's somebody else's. Uh, I'm with you. All right, Lee, let's close it out on that note. I appreciate all the time today. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe wherever you listen. You'll find us on every major podcasting app. And again, talkwithlee.com is the place to set up a time for a visit with our good friend, Lee Perkins. Thanks, Lee. As always, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ben. Have a good week.
Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.